What is up, guys? It is another episode of the Hashtag Sweat Local CLT Podcast. I'm Stu. I'm Isaac. I'm Deuce. I was going to talk. No, I yeah, go first. No. Is there, is there a hierarchy there? I don't know, dude. I'm in this sh- terrible chair, so I thought I'd get to talk first, but whatever. <laughs> you nicely gave me the nice chair. Thank you. Wow, that, that was pretty nice. Sucks. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> besides Deuce's dissatisfaction with the chair, what we wanted to jam on today, this is a question we get asked. We get asked it mainly by generally newer members that are coming in, or maybe it's someone's their first class coming in and they have previous fitness experience. They will ask and kind of say, how does this compare to... And then you could insert boot camp, you could insert hit, you could insert, you know, actual brand names, you could insert things like CrossFit or Orange Theory, whatever it may be. And with that, so we have those conversations with newer people that, you know, maybe this would be a good thing we could point them to. But also for current members, you know, they go to the brewery after their workout or something or on the weekends and someone says, hey, I, you know, I saw a picture of you at that place called Urban Movement doing whatever. What is that? What does that workout like? So we want to talk about that today. So hopefully our members... And then anyone else may listen is kind of gets understanding as to how we view what it is we do here in comparison to other not better or worse models, just different models in the fitness industry. And I, I think it's really good to go on the record first and say uh, we have great professional relationships here at Urban with other business models. I mean, for everything from CrossFits and Orange Theories and Barry's Bootcamp and Metabolic and, and a ton of those. Um, and I really just look at it as uh, that's why we're probably the best workout in Charlotte. Like part of that whole tagline is that for some people, we probably are the, be- the best workout for them. And for other people, we probably are not due to the style of workout we do, our location, our pricing, our schedule, whatever. So um, just wanted to go on the record and say that, that you know, we certainly realize that um, we are one of many players in the fitness industry. And the goal of this is not talking smack on any particular brand or anything. So let's, let's kind of get into this. Um, what do you hear? Like if some people are asking you, because I know you do a lot of Isaac, the... Uh, the the nurture the lead nurturing the communication with prospects and stuff when they're coming in what do most people like what are, what are they asking yeah so most people um come in when they see what we have going on it's a comparison to crossfit and a oh you do crossfit or oh so it's basically crossfit or something along those lines i think the um barbells is a big one on that. Yeah, I was going to ask you, why do you think that is? The barbells. I think so, too. Yeah. I I, I mean, uh, I can't think of another group fitness program that you, well, I guess F45, but they're, yeah. It's a much different barbell. Yeah, very, very short, very small barbell. And it's like one person gets it at a station. It's not like everyone is always using it. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't think of another, outside of CrossFit, another group fitness program that uses barbells. Yeah. And the gymnastics rings. The gymnastics are hanging. Yeah. And that's the amazing thing. For anyone that's in the fitness industry, you've probably heard of the brand CrossFit. And many people, some are familiar, some are not. We owned probably one of the largest, more successful CrossFit gyms in Charlotte for a period of time until we, we moved into this location and rebranded and came up with a brand new model. And I think a lot of people, you're right. I think the tools that people use in fitness will become synonymous with certain things. I think right now, if I just like, we took a picture of a barbell lined up against a wooden plyo box next to a rower and a kettlebell, I'm like, what fitness program is that? Even people not super familiar with fitness would be like, oh, that's maybe that's like CrossFit or one of those like high intensity training studios. Like it just kind of all, the tools are now synonymous with certain things. Same thing, like I'm sure with Orange Theory and um, they unfortunately closed down now, but that tried happy. 
sure. uh, that was here is same deal, like a room full of treadmills. Yeah. That's what people are going to associate it with. Sure. You yeah. Know? Yeah. 100%. So, and, you know, and it's how powerful just even a color is. If it's an orange treadmill, you would instantly think orange theory. Yeah. If it's a black treadmill, you'd be like, I don't know, is that my apartment complex gym? <laughs> like, like, but it's just how powerful just that orange color is. Um, should just done like blue movement and just had blue lights <laughs> in the Would gym. Have been so much easier. And just had like blue men group. <laughs> There's on, still time to do on this. the TVs. <laughs> That's true. We can do we that. We can now. still do this. Um, so okay. So what we're saying is, a lot of people see the tools being used by a fitness program, and then they might conflate that with whatever. So for us, it's really interesting because we've always looked at it as. Uh, the tools, so the equipment and the movements you do, the exercises are simply just ingredients. It's the recipe that makes urban movement different than CrossFit and CrossFit different than metabolic and metabolic different than F45 and so on and so forth. Everyone has a unique, you know, uh, recipe for how they put it all together. You know, maybe now after 2020, but there won't be a lot of new equipment invented. It's pretty much the same. It's going to maybe get more streamlined or smaller or tighter, more concise and cleaner and prettier but it's probably not evolving too much. So we all will eventually be using the same thing. So like, let's use a local uh, neighbor of ours, Hive Fitness. They have a group, like hit studio group class that mm-hmm. I've seen and I've talked to the guys over there and they've got a great thing going on. And what makes that hit class different than an urban movement or whatever when the tools are all exactly the, you know similar. So let's talk about that. If the tools are similar, the ingredients, um, I would say our tools are probably the most similar uh, for the first ingredient, the second ingredient, our movement selection is probably the least similar when you actually get into the guts of it. Um, and then we can talk about some of the other elements of it, but uh, and I'll do this for Deuce since you do all the programming and you're the, the mad scientist behind these workouts. On the tool side of uh, the of the ingredients, the equipment, what are the main differences in our program versus some of the other more popular ones? Um, I mean, we keep it fairly simple. Like, I'm trying to think of a good way to put this. Um, like, we're not climbing ropes, you know? Like, we're not climbing ropes. The barbells are all the same. The dumbbells are the same. The slam balls are the same. But honestly, it, it really comes down to how it's programmed. Um, the tempo work comes into a big play here. Most places, I mean, I don't know another place that's doing tempo work. Um, but the tempo, and then I think it, it changes how you go about that workout, too, because now it's not, okay, let me get through this as fast as possible and see if I can beat the person next to me. It's like, let me see if I can hold this tempo to this. Okay. If we just stick just on equipment for right now, mm-hmm. talk to me, what, what are your, what are your, what's your opinion on like stuff like you think equipment-wise differences? So I look at like, we, you, you do some, yeah. 100%. We use the barbell. Yeah, we use the barbell. Uh, the one thing, if anyone's used a barbell, we used to, so we can speak to this, the day someone walks into a class, it's their first time, and you hand them what we would call a traditional barbell. And for everyone and not familiar, a traditional barbell is seven feet long and weighs 45 pounds. We, like whatever it is, a couple, two years ago, whatever, we decided to go with a five-foot barbell that weighs 25 pounds. That, in my opinion, is a similar tool, but the recipe it allows us to create. I mean, like, it's so nice being able to hand someone that barbell on their first day, and they're not like, oh, my God, this is so heavy. Traditional yeah. gyms and CrossFit gyms have to have two different sizes barbells. They have to have that big seven foot one, forty five pounds for the the guys. They have a smaller one for women, and then there's even a third. You know, Deuce's say here is a, a fifteen pound, like a lighter one. The training bar. Whatever. A training yeah. bar. Yeah. It's so much. I, like I like ours. I mean, you can still load them up to a weight that I mean, more than anybody will ever need to lift. 
And uh, but that's like just one. You know, we're only a few degrees of separation on that from someone who has a barbell. But like visually, someone looking at a picture on our Instagram isn't like, oh, that's a five foot barbell. That's a much different program than the other thing. Right. But for the nuances for our customers and members here that are maybe listening to it, and you're talking to someone else who goes and does fitness, and you guys are more educated you can talk about barbells you'd be like oh well urban uses this one kind of barbell it's it's less it weighs less so i can put on some more plates it's easier to grip it's not as big and bulky and it's just one difference you know not good or bad that that we utilize right that's an that's an experience difference because again i think visually when you walk in and you see that the barbell's there you don't see whether they're seven feet or five feet or whatever but it's the customer member experience of coming in and and not being defeated from the very first thing they do of pick up that 45 pound bar and they can't do it. So that was my, I hated that back in the day. Like yeah. when we used to have the big barbell and someone pick it up and they're like, even this is too heavy for right. me and too big. And now I feel kind of like a loser. Everyone else is doing it. Like I hated that. Right. Feeling. Like in our warm up, we do strict press. And if you can't strict press it, you're just like, I can't do the warm up. Yeah. Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the barbell that we have now is completely fixed. And I truly believe more people will copy and imitate um, our, our equipment selection on that. I think it's become a very popular piece of equipment for the exact reasons we've chosen it. So go on. Now, when we have somebody who comes in who is an experienced CrossFitter, I think that they absolutely noticed from the get-go that we do not have a rig and we do not have pull-up bars and all that. Like that's definitely something. Just explain for anyone, what what is a rig? What does that mean? I mean, that's when there's a, a, what do you call it? Pull-up bars. Yeah, like. It's pull-up bars and squat racks all built into one. Thank you, yeah. So it's this big monstrosity built out of uh, steel and it's hooked to the wall or in the middle of the floor to where everybody can do pull-ups on it and everybody can squat out of the rack or fucking lean on the steel pole and rest, whatever. <laughs> sure. You it, it, yeah. So it's a, it's a steel structure. It allows you to do all the exercise Deuce just listed. And that is, that's an exercise selection that we decided to get rid of. And let's talk about that tool. We're still on it. We're still on the ingredients of the equipment. Mm-hmm. One of the, we decided to get rid of those pull-up bars and we went with the gymnastics rings after a lot of testing on different things. We ended up, everybody gets a pair of gymnastics rings high and low to accommodate different strength levels and movements. Why, again, for someone who is listening to this and they want to be able to talk to their friends as to what makes Urban different, why did we do that? Just- um, the, from a performance side of things, the rings are a lot easier on the shoulders. They move with you. They don't move against you. So shoulder-wise, like if we're doing a, you know, a hanging leg raise and you're kipping, it's a lot more forgiving on that shoulder joint um, versus like that static bar to where you come down and there's no give. Sure. Um, and then honestly from like a, a coaching side of things, having the two sets of rings are way easier because when I have this pull-up rig, it's like, okay, here's this pull-up bar. All right, now let me tell you all of these options you can do if you can't do a pull-up. Because the pull-up bar is not changing in a standard scenario. You have to now change yourself, right. your stance, whatever, to accommodate yeah, yeah, yeah. it. We have the two heights of rings, so we, you can you don't have to mold to the equipment necessarily. The equipment selection can mold to you. Um, going to your other thing that I really like about it, it's more forgiving on the shoulder. So anyone who has shoulder injuries and you've been doing pull-ups on a pull-up bar, switch over to doing pull-ups on a ring. And you can instantly change. You could have an overhand yeah. grip, a neutral grip, a supine grip, whatever it may be. And I promise you, you will feel a, a fraction of the shoulder pain that you do with that static bar. It, so, yeah, so that's another great example of the rings. I like them. I think they're also easier on the hands. I think everyone, like, you've maybe ever seen anybody who's really big into a barbell-type group fitness program and pull-ups and that kind of thing, and they've got the 
bloody hands and the calluses and all that, the rings are so much more forgiving, like, on your hands. And then again, uh, still on the whole, like, member experience or class experience side of it, back in the day when we had the rig and it would be that you were pull-ups, you're just fighting for the person next to you of where you're going to go when you get to the pull-up bar. And uh, instead of like the way that we have this set up now, everybody can have everybody their has, own yeah. and have their own spot. The pull-up bar was like a not... bar trying to find a spot at the bar. Yeah, like, and it was and the took my spot on the pull-up bar. That's right. where I always go. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the worst. And, and, Whatever, dude. And you guys are right. We did recognize that, and we realized we just wanted every single client, even if it was more work on our end in, in as far as facility creation and equipment layout, we wanted everyone just to have their own thing. They never had to worry about who's going where. Or am I getting to, you know? Because some pull-up, we have you know some people who are really tall and they can only use one pull-up bar all this kind of stuff all right so that on the ingredients as far as equipment did you have anything else on the equipment no No? Mm -mm. um let's go ahead and move on to the ingredients as far as movement selection goes so for people maybe doing group you know crossfit or hit studio or any of this other stuff how would what we do here at urban look different from a movement selection perspective Ducey? um i mean i think there's there's two sides of it. There's movements that we don't do, and then there's movements that w- we do. That uh, and other, why don't? Uh, why would we not do a movement? Like, why is that such a big thing? The, you look at some of them, and the, the risk to reward, as far as like, okay, if I do this, I do movement X, like a barbell snatch, and my end result is what? Am I actually gonna look better with my shirt off? Am I legitimately gonna be fitter? And then what is the chances of me injuring myself? Yeah. Right? And so if that if they don't even out, then it's not worth it. I, I see uh, – I was answering this for someone, and the, I said the movements that we select are the ones that um, they have to give you the best bang for your buck. You will look the best naked and be the fittest by doing them more often. Um, but And they're also they're generally not – party tricks and what I mean by party tricks these are the things that generally like you see on someone's Instagram that looks really cool like that looks dope walking on your hands um, doing handstand push-ups against the wall muscle-ups if you're familiar with that uh, that movement Uh, like you said the Olympic lifts these are all things that look very cool however for what we believe we believe that a recipe needs to, to simply get someone looking very good and get them feeling very good and get them in a fit shape. Like that's essentially what we need this thing to do. We need them to look good naked, feel good, get fit, get at, get in, get out. And as you said, those other ones have a higher risk to reward ratio. And ultimately that's like, I think where the taboo of injury kind of came in with programs like CrossFit. And again, I'm not here to create a, to paint a broad stroke and say CrossFit gets people injured. Cause again, I, I owned one for a very long time, but it's, you will have a higher injury rate guaranteed when you do the more advanced party trick movements that are going to look cool on your Instagram. Or you're not going to get a good workout in that day because you're doing it with an empty barbell or a PVC pipe or whatever movement it is instead of Break down the PVC pipe for people who don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean literally like a piece of plastic. Was that what that was? Yeah. 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 It's a plastic tube. Yeah, that we would use as um, before people could use weight so because they haven't had any kind of experience with the movement it was so that you don't injure yourself we're going to warm up with this or you're going to continue to to learn the movement using this piece of plastic because the movement is so technical 
that you have to learn it right. with a piece of equipment that weighs eight ounces. Yeah, correct. Right. It, that is, and I think the biggest thing of like that there is something that's like, I don't have time for that. I want to come in. I just want to get my workout in. I got to get on with life, but I have to, I have to do a workout with an eight ounce plastic tube because this one lift that you guys say I should be doing is so difficult that if I did it with a barbell, I'd probably get injured. Yeah. yeah. So a hundred percent. So on the movement selection side, you know, we have a phrase we use, you guys read it, maybe our social media posts. We like to have badass workouts that aren't bad for you. I think it's really important at urban that we try to rewrite the narrative that barbell based strength and conditioning type classes will get you injured. And I can say this and I've, this is going to be in full transparency. As a CrossFit gym from 2011 to 2017, there were injuries. Absolutely. 100%. I sat in, and you maybe will know the numbers here better, three rotator cuff surgeries, clients of ours that tore the rotator cuff. I actually went to the hospital. You came with me on several occasions. Yeah, I did a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we haven't had it. We've, I don't think we've had any. Like, mm-hmm. I think we're at zero. Yeah. I mean, we, okay. Allie. And shout out to Allie. Allie missed a box jump and mm, busted mm-hmm. her shin. Yep. Rule of thumb, kids, don't let your shins and the edge of the box be at the same place at the right. same time. Um, don't jump 19 inches when trying to jump. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That is it. Exactly. Um, but Allie's back. She, she's, yeah, she's back and kicking, though. She's a tough cookie. Um, <laughs> so, but that's the thing is, you know, we want these workouts to be badass. We want them to be challenging. We want it to look cool. Like, we want to let you tell your friends what you do here. Uh, they be like, oh, shit, that sounds really hard. And I think that's where, and I'll go back to Deuce on this, the other element of our recipe, the big thing that you know you were kind of alluding to in the beginning was how we put it all together. And that's ultimately tempo training. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, you know, we've said it before, that the tempo work makes everything more difficult. Um, it makes you focus more on your technique and then just the, con- the control of that movement. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that literally makes the biggest difference in this versus if you were to go out here and we're like, all right, cool. You're going to do 30 squats as fast as possible. The last 10 reps are going to look like absolute dog poop. Yeah. Yeah. I I think the easiest way, honestly, if any of our members are listening to this and they're hanging out with their friends and their friends do another fitness program, they're like, oh, I do X, you do urban. What's that like? The easiest way you could probably line it up, be like, well, have you ever done like 30 squats or something in a workout as fast as you can? And that person would probably be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we just did that last Tuesday. Like, awesome. So instead, we'd do like six, but it might take five seconds to go down and then a five-second hold, and then you come out, so that's 10 seconds of ten time under tension per rep. So it's like, and be like, oh. So like I had you know one guy, uh, we were joking around, and I thought this was really funny. He's like, that's the gym that does CrossFit just slower. And I thought that was really funny. And then underneath in the comments, it was just like all like, and safer, and actually better for you, and quicker results, and this, and that, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, because it, it is. The tempo is some, is an element of fitness that I think every, like even like an F45, a Berries, an Orange Theory, a CrossFit, I bet, guarantee you they've all sprinkled tempo. Tempo's like, it's just an, it's a it's a strategy. It's a it's a tool. It's a, it's a thing you do in programming. But our entire program from A to Z, start to finish, is, is embedded in tempo. Uh, and I do, I think that's, that's ultimately the thing. Like when you come in and try, you're like, oh, this recipe is much different than what I've been doing at my other hit studio, boot camp, CrossFit or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Now, another element on that, that I really like is, uh, choice. So how is our workout different than some of these other models? 
we give the freedom uh, and independence to choose your workout when you come in here. Right. Break that down for me, Isaac. Yeah. So what I think is really cool with our workouts is everybody starts and stops at the same time. So everybody's doing this workout for 12 minutes at a time, rest, do it again, right? Everybody's doing that together. But, but since everybody has their own goals, how they approach that workout might change. For example, yesterday we had 12 RDLs in a workout and everybody did 12, but half of the people did 12 in a row. Half the people did it at a weight that they had to break that up. And that doesn't make a difference to us. Like we want them, if their goal is to get stronger, yeah, do that at a weight that you can't do 12 in a row. You've got to do six and then six. Um, but the way that we've put this all together, it allows people that opportunity to um, tailor their workout towards what it is that they want to accomplish for the day. And, and that is a very different paradigm than pretty much all group fitness currently. Yeah. Most group fitness kind of puts you in a box and says, this is the workout. It's going to be done like this. And very few models um, allow you to customize the actual workout based on what your goal is. And, and that is something I, I really do like that we, we were able to knock out here and give people, and some people like, you know, I'm self-admittingly, again, in full transparency to everyone listening, there's some people who don't care. There's yeah. like, I'll, I'll just, you know, you tell me, right? Like right. there's some people, but, and that's perfectly fine. I truly believe in your fitness journey. At some point you'll have a preference, at least one day. One day you're just like, bro, my boss just chewed me out for 30 minutes on the phone. I'm not exactly in a good mood. I'd like to lift something heavy with good technique. Uh, and I want them to have that opportunity. Be like, oh, sorry, today is all cardio day. And he's like, well, fuck, man, I right. need to lift this or I'm going to go in and there's going to be an issue HR-wise tomorrow at work. Yeah. And, and we don't want and that. It, and yeah. it's the opposite side too, to where yeah. it's like, oh, cool, everybody's going heavy today. It's like, dude, I just drank all weekend. No, I'm not going fucking heavy yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like trash. If you just don't want to, be like, I don't like to lift heavy. Yeah. Perfect. You'll never have to do it here. You right. 100% are in control of it. Uh, and, and because everyone has their own equipment, we've allocated that. That is, Those are resources and, and energy and money and stuff that we've spent to make sure that everyone gets to customize their own thing versus, well, we only have the, these are the only dumbbells we have, so you have to use these type scenario. Um, okay, so let's boil this thing down. I want to talk about the actual practical for anyone, any of our members listening, where it's like, okay, cool. So I've got all those pieces, but I, I, I'm not going to give my friend a 20-minute answer as to what, uh, how urban movements differ when they just want this one-liner. But really, what I want them to say is, oh, you should just come try it out yourself. Yeah, that's oh, exactly That's, that's nice. what you should respond 100, with. 100,000% what <laughs> we want you guys Thank to you. say. Um, but yeah, in a one-liner, like, you know, so what What do you guys do over there at Urban Movement? The, the stuff that we, you know, throw around and the way we talk about it with anyone who calls us up and is interested in trying the gym or we talk with other, you know, professionals in the area, it is, you know, it is group strength and conditioning with a focus on tempo training. And we really, like, the tempo training is the difference there, right? Because group, everyone's doing group. Mm -hmm. Strength and conditioning, that just means that you breathe really heavy, but you also might have dumbbells or a barbell, like, whatever, cool. Yep. It is the tempo training that, is truly makes us unique in the space. Um, the cardio models, and when I say a cardio model, I mean spin, stuff like that, they can't do it. You can't, because it's a, it's a single modality cardio model. Um, the tread happy world, like you, could, you can't run a tempo. You could technically, yes, you can run a tempo, but um, most people are not doing that. So I, I generally lie, and you, you, you know, Isaac had a acute acronym on this, like, you know, HIT training is high intensity interval training, H. I-I-T. This is almost like H-I-T-T, -T, high intensity tempo training, but I, we could never use that from a marketing perspective because 
Google SEO would just eat us alive because yeah. <laughs> HIIT training is actually, H-I-I-T is way more popular than Urban yeah. Movement and it's tempo training. One day. Yeah. It's, um, but that that's, you know, when I tell people, you know, they're like, well, how do I tell them this? Like CrossFit, it's like, you might see similar tools, but you need to come in and try it out. The workouts, the recipe, completely different. And this tempo training thing that they do in there, if you've never done it before, you've got to experience it. And we've even had people who are CrossFitters come in here and take our class and be like, holy shit, that was incredibly, A, different, mm-hmm. and B, very difficult. Um, can we talk on one thing real quick? And I want you to do it because you had a great little one-liner here, Isaac, that I love. I'm uh, full of them today. You're just, you've, Isaac's got bars. Um, competition. Uh, one of my favorite brands in RIP because they shut down during COVID was Flywheel. Yeah. Flywheel is a spin studio, uh, big digital screen at the top where you could put your name in and you have a score and you, if you wanted and your score was pronounced at the top of the screen and it was just kind of it was like this leaderboard and allowed a super ultra competitive vibe. Um, talk about the competition side of what it is that how how we embody the competition and how we regulate the competition in here yeah so i mean it's a group situation which means that you're still aware of people around you right like everybody for the most part everybody's so concerned about themselves that they're really just kind of watching themselves in their workout but there's still people around you so that if you are the 24 year old male and you're seeing 55 year old female lapping you in a workout it it motivates you a little bit to to start kind of picking that up a little bit or she's lifting 50 pounds more than you that motivates you a little bit so in that group situation there's always going to be some uh motivation and 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 sense of competition a little bit there um but what i think that we do a good job of is is that majority of the competition comes from us coaches and giving kind of like these individual challenges to people that it's not necessarily like calling out like I feel like we would in the old days of of old school CrossFit we would call people out of like hey Chris Arnold that person is doing so much better than you on this like pick it up blah 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 and call that out that was the culture yeah yeah as opposed to now I think it would be more like uh what did I do yesterday Brie Brie was uh lifting I don't know 35 pounds for her RDLs and she's very strong and it's this Brie I know you can try going a little bit heavier today let's pick that up a little bit let's go grab some more weight as a more of like an individual let's have that conversation about you as opposed to this pinning person versus person sure yeah yeah I uh you had a line here I want to drop it you uh, yeah (laughs) Yeah, I forgot I forgot my line line. (laughs) I love this uh so from a competitive perspective we push people to their limits, not past their limits. And I, I truly believe once you go past your limits, that is when the injuries yeah. happen, the wheels fall off from a technique perspective. And also, like, you leave the workout feeling like you're fucking dead. Right. Now, granted, you're going to leave workout someday, like, just exhausted. But if you've ever really just buried yourself in a workout day after day after day because the program is just unforgiving and plus you add in this oh at the end of those at the end of the workout everyone's score is going up on the board and now you feel this public pressure to show up and perform that i think is got nothing but bad news written all over it mm-hmm. and um or worse people start skipping reps and then somebody's like hey this bitch skipped reps yeah, she yeah. cheated mm-hmm. yeah and it's like like i we've 
I, I've, I've only encountered that maybe a, maybe one or two times. Someone asking, like, is so and so cheating the tempo? I'm like, this this isn't a game. Like, there's there is no cheating. <laughs> they are, are they maybe they're not going at the proper one, mm-hmm. possibly. Right. And coaches will go through and let people know, like, hey, slow that down or whatever. It means you need to speed it up sometimes, or whatever, and get you back on tempo. But that's the nice thing too about the culture of here because it's not a I want to come in and the thing that drives me and motivates me to show up at the gym is beating people. Yeah. That was something that at least when I owned our CrossFit gym, it, it that was a cultural driver, motivator. Mm-hmm. I want to come in and beat people. And when you when that's all you've got, like you're never worried about just you versus you and the coach cannot, you know, that's what you do with Bree. You essentially yeah. took Bree and you're like, hey, Bree, you know what? I know that this Bree right here is actually stronger than what you're putting on the bar. You yeah. put Bree against Bree. And that is, that's repeatable and scalable and predictable. Uh, pre- uh, not predictable. Um, what I want to do? Uh, what's the word? Repeatable. Repeatable. Yeah, it's just repeatable. It's something that you could do. You can constantly. Yeah, I thought I was going to go on a lot longer. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but if you are looking for always for someone else to be your competitive driver, what happens when they're you're, not there? Yeah. What happens when yeah. they're not there one day? Like you show up and there's no one there. Like what? You cannot get yourself going. And then always you only have one outcome that's good. I beat them. Right. Like there are scenarios where you might not beat the person next to you, but you have a great workout. Yeah. yeah. And then why in the hell are you going to judge yourself because so-and-so lifted more than you or ran faster than yeah. you? So I think that kind of us empowering personal competition, and then you're right, the group. Like, uh, you know, I used to work in the big Globo gyms back in the day. I would watch two women, four treadmills apart, quote-unquote compete with themselves. If one was going a little faster, the other one would pick oh, it up yeah. because yeah. you'll always give more of yourself in the presence of other human beings. So all you have to do is put people in an area. Like we see that in the lounge. If there's six people in the lounge working, I promise you they're working harder than if there's just one person in the lounge. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah, because yeah, I think it's 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 one thing to want to beat somebody. It's another thing to want to beat somebody, and then I get to write my score up so everybody knows that I was the fastest today. Right. Because then that gets into this thing to where I remember back in the day there would be a person and they wouldn't be able to uh, lift a certain amount of weight that they were supposed to lift that day. The next thing you know, they go on Facebook and it's just this sad post like, I had such a bad day in the gym and I couldn't do this. Yeah, and when like, they could have had a great day at work, yeah. they had an awesome dinner with their boyfriend or husband, like whatever. And, like, and that thing now pulled you down. Yeah. Um, the one thing we didn't really dive into, and I, I don't think we need to too much, but it, like again, it goes back to our recipe Again, that's why when you guys are trying to get your friends, family, coworkers to come in here, any of our members listening to this, you know, the unique style and the blend that, that we've created with build sprints and grinds, that is another variation that you're not, you don't really see it too many other, other places might have different speeds of classes. Um, but yeah, it's, it, you know, you put it all together and I think we've done a great, you know, not to pat ourselves on the back too much, but a, a great job of mixing the right ingredients into a very unique recipe. And, um, but as always, to any of our members listening to this, we're, we're always open. We, there was no such thing as negative feedback. Like, you could literally criticize it to the 10th degree, and we would never take it personally. It's always constructive. So if you ever have feedback for us, and some people are great with it. They're, like, walking out the door with the middle finger up, like, <laughs> fuck you. That workout was horrible. See you tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, guys, if you ever have any feedback for us, please do not hesitate to, to reach out to any of your coaches or any of us. Um, we, we'd love to jam with you on it. That's how we learn and improve. So, uh, guys, thanks for sticking with us on this one. If you have any other questions, hit us up. And until the next pa- podcast, we'll see you.